Hello and welcome to your Newsmax Daily for Thursday, February 22nd, 2024, National Margarita Day in the U.S. of A., created sometime in the 1990s. It's actually celebrated today in several other countries as well. The margarita itself is said to have been created in Tijuana, Mexico in 1938. A lot of people argue, though, that it was actually created a little later than that in Galveston, Texas. And I would imagine a lot of people that argue that are people in Texas. Today is also the ninth day of Lent for those of you that are observing. And maybe some people gave up margaritas. I don't know. I do know that the margarita machine, at least, was invented in Texas. In the headlines, a day after shooting down a $30 million U.S. drone, the Iranian-backed Houthi rebels launched an attack on another cargo ship in the Red Sea, setting it on fire. And a bipartisan congressional group, including Republican Congressman Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin, have arrived in Taiwan today. Today, freedom is under attack from authoritarian aggression, and we need to be more vigilant than ever. And Democrat Raja Krishnamurthy from Illinois. It's uh, a commitment to an ongoing relationship with Taiwan, which makes, us, makes it one of our closest friends. Taiwan's president says she hopes to see more communication with the United States. And back in Washington, some Democrats in Congress are calling for Congressman James Comer, chair of the House Oversight Committee, to resign after the indictment of former FBI informant Alexander Smirnov, a witness in the committee's investigation into the Bidens. We started off with this segment from Greg Kelly Reports. When you ask them about confidential human sources, this is like the crown jewel of their intelligence gathering capabilities. Mm -hmm. And this is something that is so closely guarded and so sacred. The FBI doesn't want to give up this kind of very sensitive internal document because it includes identity of a confidential human source. Democrats and the fake news agree. Confidential human sources must be kept confidential. Dad, the FBI doesn't care about that anymore. They did until one of their confidential human sources came out with information against Joe Biden. They indicted the guy. Look at him on a perp walk. Alexander Smirnov. You had something bad to say about the Bidens? We arrested the guy. They arrested the guy. I can't believe it. All their concerns about confidential human sources and how important they are. They outed this guy. They paid him money. They worked with him for decades. He said something they didn't like about the Bidens. They busted him. False information. He gave us false information. First of all, confidential human source, CHS. It is, we were told, a very big deal, a big deal. You can't talk about this stuff. Remember last summer, Republicans, hey, we heard about this uh, Form 1023, where a confidential human source, we didn't care about the guy's name. We just wanted to hear what he had to say about a $5 million bribe for Hunter, a $5 million bribe for Joe Biden. That's kind of newsworthy, don't you think? Well, let's now talk about what Chuck Grassley, the senator from Iowa, did just a few minutes ago. He released a redacted FBI informant document related to Hunter Biden's business dealings that some Republicans claim could implicate President Biden. This is a document that we've really been waiting to see for a while here now, the long-fabled 1023 form that Grassley has long pointed to as a potential smoking gun implicating then-Vice President Joe Biden in the dealings with Burisma and his son Hunter. <laughs> Implicate? Potentially? It sure did. 
$5 million for Hunter, $5 million for Joe, and it made sense. It really did. You remember this last summer? We reported on the confidential human source in the Form 1023. Here were two highlights. It gets a little bit technical, but it's important. The confidential human source asked this guy, Zlochevsky, a big shot in Ukraine, whether he was concerned about Burisma's involvement with the Bidens. Zlochevsky stated he didn't want to pay the Bidens and he was pushed to pay them. Wow, dynamite stuff. Next, please. The confidential human source then stated, I hope you have some backup proof for your words, namely that Zlochevsky was forced to pay the Bidens. Zlochevsky replied he has many text messages and recordings that show he was coerced to make such payments. Well, this is dynamite stuff, right? And the House Oversight Committee has this. They've got other information. The FBI, they were furious about the whole thing. And I have to emphasize this again. They were so opposed to this letter becoming public because of the confidential human source. That's Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports. And the confidential human source is a former FBI informant, now ousted for the whole world to see. We get more from Bianca De La Garza on Newsline with Missouri Rep. Eric Burleson, a member of the House Oversight Committee. You know, when we look at sort of the uh, coverage today, Jamie Raskin was trying to spin, as, as you know. Um, he's trying to talk about this... DOJ indictment with the informant Alexander Smirnov. It seems like if the DOJ had allegations from an informant that the FBI has worked with for for years and deemed credible, why would they sit on these claims? This this informant is now saying uh, that there's some Russian information. He was charged with lying about the Biden's dealings in Ukraine. And now he's coming out telling investigators that after his arrest, that Russian intelligence officials were involved in giving him information about Hunter Biden. What do you know about this, sir? And uh, and how do you describe what may have went down with this informant that the FBI trusted for so many years? Yeah, what we found disturbing is that the this informant was considered highly credible by the FBI. In fact, when we requested access to the 1023 document, we were turned down because the FBI found that this asset was so important to them that they didn't want to risk exposing this asset. They were paying him a lot of money, over $100,000 for his information. And so to suggest that this person is not highly credible or that he was making this up, I think um, it puts... It puts a lot, it raises a lot of questions for me, particularly if you know if the FBI like what is going on, what kind of circus is happening at the FBI. Uh, but at the end of the day, Bianca, the the information that we have about the Bidens, we're following the bank records. This FBI um, informant was really a side story, um, but we've got multiple other pieces of evidence that we're looking at. That's Missouri Representative Eric Burleson with Bianca De La Garza, who also spoke with former New York Police Commissioner Bernie Carrick. Uh, FBI informant that the FBI is considered to be very credible for many years. Alexander Smirnov, he's now been indicted for lying on a 1023. And uh, they're saying because he was providing information regarding uh, Burisma and Hunter Biden. Uh, you know, a lot of folks are wondering the timing of this, why the DOJ is, is now coming out with this, Bernie. And the fact that, you know, this case is somewhat unusual. This is the New York Times, very liberal, saying that, you know, FBI was burning publicly a confidential informant who had been on the payroll as recently as last year and sharing, you know, some of these details. Why do you think uh, we're hearing about this right now in particular as we also watch James Biden on the Hill? There's one reason. 
they're attempting to intimidate anybody else from coming forward to speaking about Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, or James. That's what this is. If you come forward to speak out, if you come forward to give information, if you come forward and cooperate with investigators, we're going to target you. That's what they've done. Former NYPD Commissioner Bernie Carrick on Newsmax with Bianca De La Garza, who mentioned James Biden. That's President Biden's brother who testified before the House Oversight and Accountability Committee yesterday. Kentucky Congressman James Comer is here to fill us in on the very latest from today's closed door testimony. Chairman, good to have you. Day of. We're all waiting. You got Jim Biden in the seat. What did he tell you? And just tell us about his demeanor. Well, of all the people that I've uh, watched uh, be interviewed, uh, I can say with confidence he was the least believable of them all. Uh, you know, to say that uh, you know he's 75 years old and he his brother's his best friend and he's never once in his entire life discussed business with his brother, that's a little hard to believe. Another thing that Jim Biden said that was hard to believe, he said he had no idea CEFC had anything to do with China. I mean, uh, no, no one would believe that. Isn't, I mean, isn't, isn't, the, fir- isn't, isn't the first C in the CEFC China? <laughs> yeah, China. And, uh, you know, he said it was a privately owned company, but he didn't know who the owners were. Ah. And, uh, you know, we asked what, what exactly did both Jim and Hunter do to earn the millions of dollars that they earned from CEFC? And, and he said that they were uh, always out scouting around trying to find them investments and then uh, the next obvious question well did you find them any investments no yeah so you know there, there was no concern that you know he he took millions of dollars from the chinese communist party uh, supposedly to help them find investments but then they never found any investments there was no concern that they would try to get their money back or anything else then we asked him about the the loans he had from all these shady individuals, shady Ukrainian Americans, shady lawyers that have been disbarred and convicted of bribery, shady loans from you know all these these people that uh, that are in constant trouble that he's never paid back. And he mm. said, "Well, you know, it's my it's my intention to pay him back." I mean, he's seventy five years old. He's had some of these loans for nine years. I mean, it was it was preposterous. Some of the things that that Jim Biden testified to in that uh, transcribed interview. Chairman, what about those checks that that Jim wrote to to Joe Biden? Did you ask him about that? What was his explanation for those? Yeah, Uh, he he said his brother loaned him money. And, you know, we were like, can we see where Joe Biden actually provided a check or or some form of payment to you? And he said uh, it was through the through this lawyer trust account. So, so wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, 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 so the guy James Biden, who was taking six hundred thousand from America, taking millions mm-hmm. from Chinese companies and, and Ukrainian companies, needs to borrow money from the guy who's never made more than one hundred and seventy four thousand dollars a year yeah. as a as a senator. He needed to borrow the senator's money and a quarter of a million dollars. Chairman James Comer talking about the testimony of President Biden's brother James on the balance with Eric bowling last night. Take a listen to your fellow congressman from uh, Democrat from New York, Dan Goldman, who says you're a, uh, I guess, a puppet of, of Putin. Listen. 
Not only is there no evidence of any wrongdoing by President Biden, but it now appears as if the House Republican majority is being used by Russia to interfere in the 2024 election on behalf of Donald Trump. If they continue with this investigation, they are simply doing the work of Vladimir Putin to help Donald Trump win an election in November. That's where we are. It tells you the real danger that our Congress is in right now, having been held captive by Donald Trump and now operating at the behest of Russian intelligence and Vladimir Putin. Said that with a straight face, a frozen face, but a straight face nonetheless. You know, they're going to play the Russia card again. Every time they get backed into a corner, they start playing the Russia card. And that's what Dan Goldman's done. That's what Jamie Raskin's done. You know, they, they, they talk about the Steele dossier and all that. At the end of the day, uh, with with respect to the FBI informant that Christopher Ray told Jamie Raskin, me, Charles Grassley, Jim Jordan, was one of their most trusted, highest paid informants with the Bureau for over a decade. You know, yep. the, the, at, the, at the end of the day, he wasn't an important part of this investigation because I didn't even know who he was. All I knew was there was a 1023 that alleged bribery. My investigation is about all the money the Bidens have taken from China, from Romania, from for nothing. Uh, Kazakhstan. For, no, for, from nothing Russia, for nothing in return. For, for nothing. nothing This in guy return. had absolutely nothing yeah, to do with it. Crazy. We got a tip. We investigated. We couldn't figure out who it was. Sharon. James Comer, really good having you. I think we're going to get you back next week after you, after you do the same thing to, to Hunter Biden. This should be very interesting stuff. Thank you. Appreciate your time, Chairman. Chairman of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee, Congressman James Comer of Kentucky on Newsmax with Eric Bowling. President Biden has another lesser-known brother named Francis who goes by Frank. Frank Biden used to sell timeshares in Florida and now is an advisor for a Boca Raton-based law firm. Even though he isn't a lawyer, Hunter admittedly knows nothing about oil and energy, yet made millions on the board of Burisma. Frank is not a lawyer, but advises a law firm. And according to a 2021 CNBC report, used his relationship with his commander-in-chief brother, that's in quotes, for an ad, or in an ad, I should say, for the law firm. And a Wall Street Journal report. Wall Street Journal, September 2023, just a few months back, says a colleague of Frank Biden at another company called Federal Signal told them, Frank told him during several meetings, quote, I've got to put you on hold, the big guy is calling. I know Chairman Comer listens to the podcast, especially when he knows that he's on the podcast. So my question, Mr. Chairman, is why hasn't Francis Frank Biden been subpoenaed to testify? Seems like he should be subpoenaed as well. Let's go to Rob Schmidt, who returned last night after a few sick days. Today, Joe Biden, a president adding trillions a year to our deficit, announcing he's spending another billion dollars of your money to buy more votes, defying the Supreme Court to unilaterally forgive student loans for 150,000 more Americans. Early in my term, I announced a major plan to provide millions of working families with debt relief for their college student debt. Tens of millions of people in debt were literally about to be canceled, their debts. But my MAGA Republican friends in the Congress, elected officials and special interests, stepped in and sued us. And the Supreme Court blocked it. They blocked it. 
But that didn't stop me. I announced we were going to pursue alternative paths for student debt relief uh, for as many borrowers as possible. And that's the effort that's been underway the last two years. Yeah. Canceling debt, by the way. Think of how far our politics has fallen when one party's agenda is so toxic they have to bribe voters. And somehow, by the way, this is legal. The Supreme Court says you can't even do it. And they're still just giving your money to a whole bunch of people to get votes. Today's Democrat Party gives the working men and women of this country no authentic reason to vote for them. For the past three years, they've governed by lighting your country on fire in every possible way, creating a manufactured crisis on immigration, on energy, on foreign policy, and with inflation, making the country look a lot like California. A disaster. California is a disaster run by a smooth-talking, sleazy politician who spent the last 10 years becoming a master of obfuscation and misdirection. That's what he's good at. He's good at getting into situations and knowing how to talk his way out of it. What he can't do is actually run a decent state, exploiting the wealthiest, most sought-after piece of land on the planet. Much like the United States and Joe Biden, California is surviving despite Gavin Newsom, not because of him. Both testing just how much abuse their country or their state can take before they fully collapse. Rob Schmidt, host of Rob Schmidt tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. Check it out tonight. President Biden is in California now for a third day of campaign events and is scheduled to return to the White House tonight. So he spent pretty much all week in Cali. Tomorrow is Friday. We know he'll be tired from traveling. He'll have nothing on the calendar and then head out to Camp David or Delaware for the weekend. Remember when Corinne Jean-Pierre said he worked so hard, a lot of people on the staff can't even keep up with him. (laughs) Does anybody believe that? Or that's a pretty sorry staff. All right, Nikki Haley is continuing to pound the pavement in her home state ahead of Saturday's South Carolina primary with this message to Trump supporters. Don't complain about what happens in a general election if you don't get this right in a primary. And Matt Schlapp, chairman of CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Committee, spoke with Newsmax National Report about President Trump's vice presidential pick as some of those potential running mates speak at this year's conference. Matt Schlapp is the chairman of CPAC. He joins us now. He's got a preview. Uh, Matt, talk to us about the significance of CPAC 2024, considering the state of the country we're in today. Well, thanks, Emma. It's a big deal that Donald Trump is coming to beat the Reagan record. This will be Donald Trump's 14th appearance. And the fact that he's going to be with us on the same day that he's going to be in South Carolina to declare a great victory in South Carolina is very meaningful to the people here. It's One of the reasons why there's such an emotional and heartfelt bond with the conservative movement, with people who love America, Donald Trump, because he just never says no to them. He shows up each and every time. He listens to them. And then when he was president, he did what they wanted him to do for the first time in a long time with a Republican elected official. And we want four more years of that. And I think that's the biggest story coming out of CPAC. And I think two follow on stories of that is our CPAC straw poll on who who the People want him to pick to be VP. And then I think all this conversation about how lawfare is being used to try to prevent Donald Trump and his allies from being able to exercise their constitutional rights. I think that's really a huge part of what we're worried about. 
Can we dive into that straw poll? Very curious. Then that conversation yeah. gets brought up with uh, President Trump during interviews. Who would be your pick? And he, he kind of leads you on a little bit in terms of, if you're interviewing him, in terms of who he would choose. Um, perhaps he has someone already in mind that he's closely watching. Excuse me. Who do you put on that list in that straw poll? You know, I don't think he's made his choice yet. And quite honestly, I think he is going to watch these speeches here. And I think he's going to look at the results of this straw poll, and then he's going to have his other barometers, too. He talks to a lot of people about what they think he should do. Um, you know, so I think that's how he's going to make that decision. And I think the straw poll was interesting. It's, you know, we, we get a real feel for where Republicans and conservatives are very quickly, and you can really see where they are on key issues. So it's always an interesting uh, takeaway. CPAC Chairman Matt Schlapp on National Report with Emma Reckenberg and Sean Kreisman. Weekday mornings at 9, right after Wake Up America. Be sure to keep up with all the news all day, every day on Newsmax and at Newsmax.com. Also, make sure you have the new Newsmax Plus. Simply go to NewsmaxPlus.com. You can even get a free trial. It includes all your favorite shows and hosts with fantastic guest analysis. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you for listening to the Newsmax Daily. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.